Dan gives us the Vine Pair Top Rated Stat of the Year when we realize how old and broken Beer Advocate is in 2022. Rob talks about blue laws in Texas and how this past weekend rules and regulations will hinder many from buying booze for two and a half days. Wendy brings us a sports article about Luka Doncic's career night for Dallas and his need for a recovery beer, and Ken questions the panel about how much they expect to increase or decrease their time in bars and breweries in 2023. Welcome, everybody, to the news segment, the final news segment of December 30th. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. If you are listening to this, Happy New Year, because this will be released on New Year's uh, or a day after New Year's, uh, Monday the 2nd. Uh, but if you're listening live, obviously it's still 2022. Uh, let's go around and see what everybody is drinking for this segment of Better on Draft, starting with Wendy. Wendy, what do you got? Well, I am drinking a Cerebral Scrub from Agma Brewing. Um, man, their IPAs are amazing. And I also um, have a Plead the Fifth S'mores edition from... Dark Horse, which is my favorite of the Plead the Fist this year. They uh, they definitely sent us away with some uh, goodies for that episode. Go check out our three-part episode on the Michigan series for Dark Horse slash Roke, uh, where we did a uh, a pre-COVID type of episode, followed by like the COVID years of Dark Horse, and then what's upcoming. Go check that out on our podcast. Uh, Rob, what do you got? I've got myself a... Uh, Untitled Arts Chocolate Milk Dark Brew, uh, one of their non-alcoholic brews. It's so damn good. And feel for the plea of the fifth. Had to throw it out there. Dan, what's uh, what's oh going boy. on in Arizona? Yeah, so I I found this gem. I can't even remember when we had these guys on, but I found this in the in my cupboard. I have an IPA number five from Groundbreaker Brewing and Gastro Pub. If that tastes like complete ass, I do have a yingling back in, uh, black and tan to back it up. I did get the opportunity when I went to Marino's today to pick up some yingling uh, for a friend. So I am uh, hoping that they they enjoy it. Uh, I know. I realize I forgot how quick it is to get to Toledo from where I am, um, especially because Marino's. Straight Marino, down 23. Yeah, and Marino's is right off of 23. So it is. Uh, simple, easy, uh, but I was just doing that to kill time. Dan, that beer is uh, mm-hmm. a year and a half old. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, we had them on episode 260, uh, which was June of 2021. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, for myself, uh, I did not get to that alt beer I took out, so I put it back in the fridge. Um, I'm still drinking this black cherry 24-ounce uh, can of hard seltzer. Um, How's that going for you? It's... It, it tastes like a hard seltzer. I mean, honestly, it tastes it tastes as sweet as a Mountain Dew. So for zero sugar, I'm kind of surprised. I'm curious what they put in it um, for artificial flavoring. But uh, to finish the year, I have my favorite beer from the main beer co, which is, is lunch. A mean old oh, town. No town. That's right. so. Let, let's remind you, Ken. This is your first beer of the year. The show's after the new year. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, technically. Yeah. 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 Didn't have any beer at the Lions game that they won, uh, yesterday because we're, we're, you, you, today's Monday. You know, speaking <laughs> of football, Robin, I almost, I almost brought this, I almost brought this up during the Uh-oh. interview segment. Can you imagine, we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger. 
Can you imagine next week, week 18, Ben Roethlisberger still playing, and here comes Deshaun Watson into fucking Pittsburgh? They would uh, have to shut down every strip club, oh massage parlor, and escort service in the city. Jeez. Because the two of them, yeah. Like, I mean, I can't. The funny thing was, that like, and, and I guess for everybody who's who's listening to the the, the, the news segment, go back to the, the episode with Trish, Tristan about uh, his uh, negative, rev, negative Yelp review about uh, Ben Roethlisberger, which, you know, as as a Steeler fan, a lifelong Steeler fan, you know, I, I can't I, I can't say one way, you know, that, you know, hey, it, it, it's what I expected as is that what that was going to be the review. But damn it. If if the Sean Watson can't shit the two I mean, unleash on the, 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 the fact that I mean, we just like go back to back, like in like sandwich it between Ben Roethlisberger, Michael Vick and then Deshaun Watson, like I. <laughs> Man, I, I I basically I think I would just hide my shit like like I would just like like go Chiefs like fuck. <laughs> I mean I mean one of them did go to jail. Well, yes, one did. One one served <laughs> served some time. So um, I won't say how our our country and fandom uh, puts the lives of dogs over um, you know certain people. But I digress. Yeah. Uh, we got the news, uh, the final news of the year. Let's let's start with Dan. Dan, I want to hear from you. What do you got going on this week? So I got a fun one. You know, it's end of the year. We've got these stupid best of um, best of lists that come out. So like the, I've got the, a fun be- one I- the best Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Seltzer right here, Black Cherry, baby. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Number you just one in my article. Thanks, Ken. I'm really <laughs> disappointed. Anyways. So this one's a fun one. Uh, highest rated stout in every state of 2022, according to VinePair.com. I already know um, where this is going. <laughs> you, you already know where this is going. I'm I really mean, for, 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 Mich- for Michigan, I already know where it's going to be. It's, 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 it's frustrating, but it's going to be well, there. Hold on. So we're going to get there. Um, actually, I, I do take a little bit of a difficulty with this article. A little bit of a, I have a little bit of beef about this. Um, so part of the article, they say to create this list, Vine Perry identified the top rated stouts in each state with at least 100 user ratings on Beer Advocate, with the exception of Hawaii, North Dakota and South Dakota, none of which produce a stout with at least 100 votes. I don't know who they talked to in Hawaii. Hawaii has some of the best stouts I've ever tasted anywhere. And for them to even like suggest that none of these breweries are actually make stout is kind of insulting. It kind of shocked me to kind of see that. So I might, might have to write them an email. Um, anyway, some of the notable mentions I wanted to talk about um, for some other states. Um, Arizona, Ken, at least, I know I've shared this with you. Um, it was going to be one of two, and it, I was right on because it was going to be one of the two that I thought it was White Russian Imperial Stout, which is a coffee Imperial uh, Stout. Uh, Rob, can, I'm going to let you try and guess this. What do you think California is? <laughs> You're gonna let the, I, I would hope that it's going to be Bottle Logic. <laughs> but which beer? Um, fundamental observation. One hundred percent correct. Yep, I had a feeling there. I can't. There's a lot of stouts out of California. Um, Belgian Beaver especially surprised me. Could have taken that, but anyways, I want to go around to see what everyone thinks Michigan's is. Rob, we're gonna go to you last. So we're gonna we're gonna start with Wendy on this one. Ah. <laughs> What do I think it is, or what do I think it should be? What do you think it is? What do you think was named the, I think the top it's gonna be stout KBS. in Michigan? 
Okay, Ken? Oh, Wendy, 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 you're so close. So close. Because it's not no, Katie. Ken, you read the article. I did not. Oh, Rob, what do you think? Out. No, I no, mean, no. It, it, it's like, it's the same one every fucking year. It's fucking Charlotte Street CBS. Yep. 100%. Still? Yeah. Every yeah, Rob, damn yeah. year. I, I don't lie. That's the best stout by far that comes out of Michigan. Um, milkshake stout so. is a close second. But yeah, I will buy every bottle of CBS I ever see out there because I think it is that good. So I can understand it. I don't understand how I guess here's the thing that, you know, there's and and I guess with this list, because, you know, with founders not being craft anymore, that there's a lot of websites and and journalistic pieces that have taken them out of contention for from being in the list because they're they're no longer craft. Um, But even with that, there's. We, we have, what, over 440 other breweries that are in this state? And you're telling me that there's a, 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 another another brewery doesn't make another stout that 100-plus people can vote and and have a better rating or sort of like something, I guess, relatively close than, than that. <laughs> so Dan- I just want to know where my Waxwing folks are at because I can't believe 100 people didn't vote them up. And I, I love CBS. That it, it was my whale at one point, but maybe and maybe I'm just jaded because now I can get it anytime I want. That I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. And wax wings I gotta drive to get and sometimes I can't get it even if I drive there. Like I I don't know. Well that's probably I, why I still think that there's better stouts like it's it's not a bad stout by any means don't get me wrong it is one of my favorites but i i just think there's other things out there and there and there are people buying other things yeah so i don't understand why that one keeps coming up and and i think i think pound for pound transients but is better i think Mm -hmm. that's i think that's is i think that's canuckley is is there is there maple barrel aged stout I think that's better. Of course, that that's me, and I'm 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 one of less than a hundred apparently that didn't right. make it up there. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on, because Dan 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 really buried the lead with a very important part of this article, and oh, it's one hundred user ratings on Beer Advocate. Oh, and, you're right. I did skip that and, part. And Beer Advocate doesn't ca- Beer Advocate does not care whether you know it's it falls under the umbrella or not because you know they're they're taking everything so, so with with this uh using the rules 100 uh the number one stout in Michigan according to untapped is doozy hawk from homes ooh number Damn. Two, number 2 is buckley reserve number 2 from transient and number three is uh, Buckley Reserve number one. Let's see if I could find a not. Black Note Stout is the next one. Doozy, that doozy is a killer. My goodness. Yeah, there's. If, if you look at the top beers from Michigan, it's basically uh, a shit ton of shrams, um, <laughs> followed by uh, a handful of sours from Holmes. And other places, and then 
Uh, the first, like, not stout, not sour. Uh, I mean, if, unless you take, like, Pina Colada Smooge, which is a 4 4 1. Um, mm. uh, Bourbon Barrel Age Fourth Dementia. That is the, the highest rated, not mm. stout, mead, sour. So, yeah, but that's, you know, it, it, beer advocates like a time capsule these days. When was the last... I didn't even know people still use it, honestly. Yeah, thanks. I mean, that's probably why Vine Pair chose to use it that as opposed to to something else. I could probably come up with a, a better list uh, utilizing Untapped and go from there. But it's it's like the highest rated stout in every state 2022. So it doesn't even um, get into like you know how how many beers have been made because I'm curious what's in uh, Iowa uh, KBBS. Okay, I was curious KBBS was going to be. So the one that really catches my eye, you're looking at Iowa. If you go to up to Illinois, Bourbon County brand coffee stout, oh, is yeah, the highest rated. That came out like 35 days ago. So I don't know how it became the highest rated stout in Illinois for 2022. Well, I'm sure it's if you look at the the website on Beer Advocate, like it tells you the different variants and stuff. So it's just like the consistently ranked, not like 2022. It's just it's the top rated. It's Vine Pair. I think I think we're really discussing how great Vine Pair is or not. We're discussing Vine Pair at this point. <laughs> I mean, send them an email because I mean, even even going like to California and yes, I I am uh, I am a bottle logic snob. I I I completely biased 100 percent. I am fucking guilty. But at the same time, as many as the barrel aged stouts that they make personally for me, I don't think fundamental observation is the best one that they make. And I think. You know, I think Dark Star November is pretty damn good. I, I think probably um, my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I the mean, problem is they don't make it every year. They alternate it with uh, Red Eye November most years, mm-hmm. so you don't get it. It's either one or the other. So it's tough to get it rated up there if they're going by these Beer Advocate highest yeah, rated stout on Untapped in California is Monster Tones by Modern Times. That is a wow. damn good beer. Without a doubt. Uh, I, I I would agree with that. I have not seen any Bottle Logic, and I'm trying to like scroll slow and fast. There we go. Bottle Logic. Their top uh, stout is Deprecophobia. I don't know mm. if I know that one. I don't think I know that one either. That is their top rated stout. That's almost at 2,000 ratings too. Hmm. Uh, Black Tuesday Blueberry Pancake with the regular Black Tuesday. Those are all rating around 4.5. So, yeah. So, yeah, this I I think this is just a bad, bad list. I wish that we had like a graphic graphic that I could website. (laughs) Send a letter to their their articles. Send an email. Send an email. I'm going to send send a fax. (laughs) It's your fax number. I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Rob, what's, uh, what's your article? Uh, well, my article kind of changed a little bit because I was looking at this one about prohibition Arab beer laws still kind of existing in the present. And then Texas happened. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of feel like I'm just going to stick with Texas on this one. Um, and I didn't realize that this is 
what happened on Christmas as well. But obviously, as as we have that uh, both Christmas and New Year's falling on the weekend, uh, that for Texans, dry January is going to start a little earlier this year. And apparently, just like Christmas, the liquor stores will be closed for 61 hours straight from New Year's Eve until January 2nd uh, in observance yeah. of the state's blue law backed by the, te- the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. Um, so basically, if you are planning on getting any cocktails, getting the beer, getting any wines, some spirits, um, I you need to be there like now. <laughs> so the so do they close on the weekends? Commission... Ken, Go write ahead. that down. We have to remember that. <laughs> What's that? But, the Texas the, alcohol. This Go is ahead, just Andy. this is just a New Year's law. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. When you kind of kind of like the old six PM law here in Michigan for Christmas. <laughs> Go on, Wendy. So the Texas Alcoholic Commission, alcohol was that top Texas Alcohol Commission. Yeah, the te- Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. Okay, they don't want you to buy alcohol in Texas. In in Texas. So it is basically, okay. yeah. Just checking. Those that are is, the people that are, okay. Just just wanted to make sure I so had that, that story right. So six, dry counties in, sorry, Rob, go ahead. I, uh, uh, yes, it's just basically, hey, we're, we're trying to initiate dry January for your ass. I don't know. <laughs> But like, this is that's running all day. So basically, like I said, it's is from you're talking all of New Year's Eve, all of New Year's Day, and then into Monday, which for 61 hours, I guess what is that like 11 a.m. or some shit? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, oh no, that'd be 1 p.m. because it'd be 48, say 13 more hours. So yeah, somewhere around there. But yeah, you, like you are not being able to buy anything. So, um, although they do, they said that uh, you'll be able to buy. Actually, you will be able to buy wine and beer from supermarkets and convenience stores. Um, but anything that has anything that uses spirits with more than four percent will have to wait until Tuesday. This article is somewhat misleading because it makes it sound like everything you can't get, but. So I guess Wait, you can get. So you can't buy, but if can, it's more than four percent, you can't buy it at the grocery store. You you cannot buy it. It says that you're able to buy wine and beer from supermarkets and convenience stores, uh, but any cocktail that uses spirits with more than four percent alcohol will have to wait until Tuesday. It is a little bit misleading because it does make it seem like. Anything that's oh. got more than four percent, you can't get. But if it's a cocktail, that so that, they're just hating on bars and restaurants. Then no, this is this is all to go. Yeah, the, this is all to go beer, not bars and restaurants. I would right. hate to be the person working at the grocery store who can tell you, tell this guy, oh, you can go buy that Budweiser, but you had to put that bourbon back. Put your bottle of five o'clock vodka back, sir. <laughs> now is not the time for vodka. I mean, especially with it being a time where your the first team in your state goes to the college football playoff, and 
you well, can't over tomorrow. Who cares? It, 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 <laughs> and it is. And it is. It, it most likely is. But at the same time, to be able to, I, I guess, I, I, I guess, properly celebrate the Texan way in, in being able to buy what you want to buy that, you know, you you like for some items, you need to do that within the next, you know, seven hours. <laughs> This isn't a new law, though, right? This is something they've been dealing with for years. This is no. This this is um, uh, from from what I'm gathering, it's just this is uh, this is not new. It's, it's, it's just okay. it's it looks just like that because it landed on a specific on the, day on the weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because it landed on the weekend, it just it's it really threw every it's throwing everything off. But I, I kind of feel like for especially for when you're talking about celebrating uh, for the new years and celebrating for, you know, especially with how important football is to Texas. I mean, shit, we all saw varsity blues. Uh, it's, it's absolutely nuts out there. Like, I mean, give us a, a, a stay of execution for like six hours and just act like the fucking purge or some shit. And just like, all right, you can buy all your shit between two and 6 PM on new year's Eve. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Everybody already had their alcohol like four hours ago in Texas. They they knew if they if this is a new law, they already knew. They are uh, they, they were I, already on top of that shit. I mean, I I don't know if I agree with that. I can't tell you how many times people would run into like a, a grocery store on Christmas Eve at six you know seven p.m. and they don't get served. Um, back in the old days of uh, the Christmas Eve law here in Michigan, where from six p.m. Christmas Eve until uh, 7 a.m. the day after Christmas, you couldn't buy beer or alcohol, yeah. period. Any alcohol, beer, wine, spirits. That is yeah. true. There was always a few people. I, I worked Myers one year. One year. That's all it took. I worked Myers <laughs> one year for Christmas. And, yeah, you had people that came in and they didn't get it. But, yeah, one year. That was all. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> One year is, but it was really like a very minimal amount of people that came in at the last minute trying to get it, as opposed to all of the people that came in to buy all of the liquor for that like extra five hours. Oof. Yeah, this is. uh, I don't know. I I think I'm kind of feeling like where where Ken is the same thing where. You know, what if it was like Christmas Eve? Because apparently this this happened on Christmas as well. You know, what if it's Christmas Eve and I'm I'm rushing to go to the store to to you know buy a bottle of Crown Royal for my uncle for Christmas? I can't buy it because you know it's yeah I'm I'm, I'm in the, the 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 dry laws right now, and so it kind of I don't know. You're not prepared. Be prepared. That's what you say. Be prepared. Go buy your shit now. <laughs> You listened to this two days from now, two days ago. Get him a gun instead. It's fine. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) There do you have that? (laughs) Sorry. That's probably more political than we want to get. Yeah, but you have two hands, so you can, you know. (laughs) That's true. It's true. Got my 40 in one hand. (laughs) And my 45 in the other. (laughs) Put them together. That's an 85. I think. I don't know how guns work very well. (laughs) I I know how to shoot them. That's all I know. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wendy, <laughs> why don't you so, uh, tell us what you got going not, on? Believe it or not, 
I actually found a sports article that I want to talk about. All right. So apparently on Tuesday night, Luca, what was it, Donchick? Is that how I say it? Is of the that, Dallas is that Mavericks. That guy? Oh, never mind. <laughs> he shattered multiple records when he scored 60 points, grabbed 21 rebounds, dished. Uh, I don't know what that word is. It t- had 10 assists, 10 assists, recorded two seals and blocked one shot. What got my attention, though, was the fact that in his postgame mm-hmm. interview, where he was obviously fucking tired from playing a crazy ass game of basketball, said, I'm tired as hell and I need a recovery beer. And I think it's I love it. I think, yeah, you deserve a fucking recovery beer after all that shit. But he, uh, Luka Doncic beer was trending like as soon as the interview ended. And there's all kinds of beer companies that have come out and made posts about it. Um, a Slovenian beer company even released a new recovery edition beer for him with his name on it, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, I bet they didn't get his permission. Um, but Michelob Ultra went a step above and beyond and actually sent him several cases of beer. So I think that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I think it's marketing genius for their social media people. So I am going to now turn it over to you guys to talk sports. Oh, I, I should have saved oh. the Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> comment for this. I had no idea. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, he, he definitely, I mean, as far as a, a NBA night, that is definitely up there. There, There's not, I think they said that that is the first time in NBA history that someone has put up a 60, 20, 10, uh, stat line. Um, so, but you know, as far as, as far as points is concerned, you know, he's, he's put up a lot, but you know, Kobe's put up 83, Wilt's put up 25 points in the second, in the second half on his own or second quarter i don't even know what the fuck it's it's basketball on his own yeah come on and and lebron has done that to our to our pistons once in a in overtime in a playoff game once and that was just like all right um the pistons are done for next 20 years (laughs) and we haven't heard from them again i mean it it is and I, i love the idea of of a recovery beer. I, I remember when uh, back in my, my slightly skinnier days and doing five K's that, you know, there were uh, the place that I would always go to, to get my shoes, shout out to run Detroit and, and Justin over there and his team um, that, um, you know, he always said that it, it's, it's actually pretty good to, to have a recovery beer after r- doing a distance run. And so, you know, running back and forth on the court, putting up 60 uh obviously he he's done enough runs that he needs a recovery beer and actually i was just looking up there there is a a company called thrive thrive beer that makes the world's first sports recovery beer we talked um, about that on an episode before like yeah. they with with this whole article that came out that they need to get in touch with luca and figure out how to get some sponsorship going on so that uh you know he can start uh making them some money and, and have them pay him some money for, for this recovery beer. Cause I mean, hell it, it's, it, it's, it's nice. And it's kind of good to, to hear somebody in, in the sports world to just kind of throw that out there that, you know, not, not all beer are, 
you know, just those that just kick back and relax and just do nothing. And not, they're not necessarily those where you drink Michelob 64, where you, you look obscenely skinny and, and you get to be able to run 200 miles and just have a beer and look that good. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm bitter. God damn it. Oh. Well, Mick Ultra is kind of more like water, let's be honest. <laughs> I'll be curious yeah, if any of the, the major like athletics reach out to him or partake or maybe some of the NA beers um, that they want to, you know, put their put their name on i'm the only one i could think of with with a name like luca um there's only so many breweries that can afford that person um because he is easily one of the top five probably players in the game um right now uh yeah yeah so it's it's kind of i i don't i don't foresee too many people i did see the the twitter tweet of uh, mick ultra sending them boxes of uh beers which is funny um yeah but, why are we sending free beer to these millionaires <laughs> it's the real question like what are you guys doing uh because you send Social them media yeah i was gonna say you send them what looks like uh maybe 150 dollars worth of beer and you get ten thousand dollars worth of free advertising easily Yep, that that brings up a good point. Are you going to go buy a beer because you see this guy drinking it on twitter uh, I'm not. You're not, but Wendy, you might. I know when. As soon as I said, I'm like, Wendy actually goes for all this. She talks about it all the time. So I guess that's a dumb question. <laughs> I, I think. Mean, I'm, <laughs> am I no, wrong? I'm not buying Mick Ultra, but thanks. No, okay, but no, but you know what I mean. You're like, yeah, I fall for that all the time. If I, I do, if like it was, I'm if, like, you, right. if a fucking batch sent him a six pack of something, I might go and buy it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I might buy the Luca Recovery beer if I can get it here. It's a Slovenian beer, whatever. I mean, it's it's all advertising. We were we were all trained in this, going all the way back to you know the to uh, the the uh, what you call it the the GI Joe carrier base, and you know the the the, the Transformers. Uh, what was it like the Optimus, like the, the whole Autobot base, like all that all that stuff was was groomed from kids, like seeing that advertising and all of a sudden and then it just goes to to michael jordan trying to sell his shoes why why can't a beer person or an nba player sell beer it's it's, oh my god that's funny i was thinking of the hamburglar (laughs) (laughs) hamburglar hamburglar sold happy meals hamburglar sold happy meals meals. (laughs) that motherfucker ain't even real shit (laughs) (laughs) and you know you would funny you know who did that really good was like Master P and all those guys. Like Master P would be rapping about Mystical's new album, and then next week Mystical's new album would come out, and then he would mention Silk the Shocker's album, Hell yeah. and then you'd have to go buy that one. Right? They were good. How many how many liquors do you drink because of pe- people talked about it in songs? Me zero like zero. <laughs> that's I, not I, true. I, I don't believe that's true the, at all. Uh, I don't think it, that's true at all. It is. It is zero. I mean, I I don't like anything that gets sung about for, from Jay Z to. Diddy I'm not talking to, about now. I'm talking about back in the day. Like even, what was saying about back when in the you were day, young like and listening to like you couldn't afford Crystal that when they were singing about that like. You're a kid. Listen, you're not gonna get a three hundred dollar bottle of champagne. Well, there's there's the the what do you call it? it's the. Uh, 
overpriced champagne like your Dom or your Cristal, like that that type of early late late nineties, early two thousands R and B and hip hop. But if there was you know, some type of person singing about like Mad Dog 2020 or what, like think of a country song. How many country songs will talk about like Budweiser or Coors or something and people will go buy off of that. Um, That was like a Grammy requirement. You couldn't get a Grammy if you weren't singing about that shit. But here's what you're going to see with this is that you're going to have the at the bar conversations, the people who are drinking your your Bud Miller cores at the bar. They're going to see the highlight. They're going to show it. They're going to see the tweet on ESPN at the bar, and then they're going to order a McUltra. Um so people are going to choose. Somebody Mc, will. The, people are going to choose mm-hmm. McUltra just from getting that subliminal messaging in their mind to buy that McUltra simply from, yeah. oh, Luca drinks yeah. it. And not like I'm going to be like Luca now that I drink it, but they're going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, McUltra, that exists. I'm going to drink it. And Luca will never actually have to drink a McUltra. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. They could fill that can with water. It, it, it could basically be a can of liquid death. And, and just see the water and just put a different label on it. Yep, it was $150 right off from McUltra. They were like, that's how much this picture costs, but it's going to make them money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are we on to me? <sighs> oh, I advertising. Think so. yeah, we are, I think we are so. on to Ken. Uh, my article is coming from uh, Brewbound, and it is the discussion of what. They expect to see uh, with how spending is going to be and how people are going to be going uh, out to drink or still staying in to drink. Uh, While on-premise has seen some recovery, spirit sales at restaurants and bars have yet to reach pre-pandemic levels, indicating that consumers are increasingly turning to at-home consumption and looking to on-premise for special experiences. Um, Now, I I think we talked about it with the Pilsner-ish guy uh the death of the uh the lunch bar um where a lot of places would be open for lunch because they serve as some type of business area business industry um and while you're going to see places that do require people to be on site to work as more people are working remote uh i think we're going to start seeing the the death of the lunch bar people are going to start just drinking more at home cuz it's cheaper um and and 2023 i don't think i I think it's gonna start still creeping up but i still don't think we're gonna reach pre-pandemic levels of going to bars restaurants breweries etc um ever again i think you know 2020 2019 is probably going to be the the leading year uh so my question to you guys as i take it to you is is that will you be going to bars as you know covid is kind of died down uh for the most part um i just say it like that i mean it's it's still out there it's 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 not something to fuck with and it's still out there and people are still you know dying and hurting from it um but as we are um vexed and boosted and quadruple boosted and quintuple boosted um you know is it just let's let's get out there and go or is it i'm still gonna save my money and stay in i mean here here at better on draft uh we might probably do a few more on-site shows um than we have the past few years not many um but covering some more on-site stuff 
but what about you guys? Are you guys going to go out more in the next year? Or are you going to keep it the same? Um, I think, Dan, you probably, uh, Dan and Wendy, I think, go out the most between the, the four of us. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, too. Um, especially with the Coyotes moving to Tempe right off of Mill Ave. Um, it's just a giant party scene now. I try to go to as many home games as possible since it's about 10 minutes away from the house. And Mill Ave, if, um, Rob, you've probably been to Tempe. I don't know. Ken, you mm-hmm. have, too. We've, you've been down to there, too. Yep. You know, it's one of the biggest – it is the biggest party school in America, and that just whole area is insane. Now Coyotes fans are taking it over. So, hell, yeah, I'm down there probably two to three times a week when they're in town, and a lot of other people are, too. I really, At least out here, it started to pick up big time again. Do yeah, as you, far as, do you oh, think they'll – like, do they have a contract – for how long they're they're going to stay at Mullet Arena, or well, they're they're at Mullet Arena till the new arena gets built. Which gotcha. hey, there's like a ninety nine percent chance. Yeah, sorry. Mullet Arena. Yes. Yeah, yeah Mullet. it's Mullet Arena. It's the it's the last name of the people who the boosters who put a lot of money into. God, I need to go ASU to ASU getting a Division One <laughs> team. I need to visit Arizona. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, so the where Mullet Arena is, where the new arena is going to be built, it's about a five minute difference from one side to the other. It's uh, right now they're on the east side of Mill Ave, um, over by where the football stadium is. The permanent arena is going to go about on the other side of Mill Ave, about five minutes uh, west of where Mill Avenue is. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're for, they're there for good, and you've already got Coyotes fans taking over the bars down there during the pregame. It's just going to continue. So it's probably a different situation for me because I go to so many of those. But um, I see a lot of people out in general. You wouldn't think there's anything going on here with how many people are out and about everywhere. I I don't. I it's, I think it's more personal preference than state or federal regulations. Like I just I don't I don't know if the the coupling of COVID plus getting a little <laughs> bit older. Um, has me just like, I just don't, I don't care to go out anymore. I mean, Dan, when I was in my early twenties and I was hanging out with you, like every single night was dedicated to a certain spot. Like either you're going to the bowling alley or you're going to the karaoke bar, you're going to city club or you're going to Augie's or you're like each day you had its own drinking spot that you went to based on what was going on. Like Tuesdays and or Thursdays were Augies and then uh, Fridays and Saturdays city club. And then, you know, Sunday nights, uh, usually we were bowling in a league at the alley. So we were at a bowling alley or we were at on the rocks. Like, isn't that just an age thing though? I mean, that might be, but I, I kind of died down. Um, God, years ago. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just try, trying <laughs> I'm like, to remember the time. And sorry, I'm like, I just threw that out there because I was like, I remember doing all that stuff too. Like every night you were at a different place and you know where you were going to be every night. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew where but, you were going to be. I mean, be. that's you didn't, in my you didn't have to message on Facebook or MySpace nope. or something like that. Everybody like, every, was at the same spot. Exactly. And you, you knew what spot they were going to be at, which day they were going to be there. You didn't have to invite, like, say, hey, can I come? Or, hey, can I? You just showed up and sat down with a beer and went. Um, yeah. But I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the last time that I I went to a bar to go to a bar. Like I joined my local Moose Lodge, and I don't even go there. Um, you should. They're fantastic. Oh, I I've loved every single time that I've been there. I played euchre with all the the seventy year olds who are in the the <laughs> weekly euchre league, um, and uh, I learned a Welcome, lot. Tammy. 
What's that? I said, you're welcome, Tammy. He'll know uh, what I mean. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, for me, like, I just, I don't foresee wanting to go to breweries anymore. I don't want, not not wanting to go to breweries, wanting to do, like, massive brewery tours that I used to do. Like, um, and I think that also comes with not traveling anymore for work. Like, I just don't care to to go anywhere on my that. own. I miss the massive brewery tours a lot, but with my, with age and with COVID things have changed. I think a lot of people just um, don't want to go out as much. I think we're also getting used to being back in public with people again. We forgot how much people can kind of suck sometimes until we got out there. And then we're like, Oh, okay. That, sucked i won't do that again next weekend and it takes us a couple more weeks to get back out i think eventually we'll get back to it i don't think it's gonna disappear forever but i think it is gonna take a little while before we all get back to the point where we want to be out all the time Mm -hmm. so and i i'm the type of person who wants to be out all the time and even i'm like yeah like i had a i had two events on halloween that I was invited to, and I forgot about one of them. So I was planning on going to one, and the other person reminded me that I was supposed to go to that other event, and I was like, that's one too many. I can't go to either of them. So, I mean, I think I think people are just a little more cautious about what they're doing and where they're going right now. Not that they're not ever going to go back out there. Rob, you're awfully quiet. Well, I mean, for me, you know, I'm I'm not going out much. I, I wasn't really going out much beforehand. Um, you were still I mean, getting other, out for how, other, many, how many nights of trivia you were hosting a week? I mean, well, I'm I'm just talking. I'm not talking in terms of trivia. I'm, I mean, obviously, there is going out for trivia and doing uh, going out and, and hosting trivia and just doing the job. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily going out to just kind of hang out, sit at the bar and, and, you know, hang with friends. I mean, even though in, in, in a way with, with trying to host trivia, that that's what I'm trying to do, <laughs> except I'm trying to get paid to do it. Um, but, you know, I've, I've got my normal shows. So I'm, I'm out on Monday. I'm out on Wednesday. Um, but I, other than that, I mean, I'm not looking to, to, to really, you know, go out and, you know, go from brewery to brewery. Um, you know, there are places where I'd love to check out, you know, every once in a while and maybe try and stop in on a weekend and grab something just to try it. But, you know, there's, <clears throat> as far as anybody to like hang out with, it's, it's, I, I have a whole bunch of friends out here who have kids and <laughs> there's not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of travel. And, and, and on top of that, I, I basically stay within, you know, roughly a, you know, 10 to 15 mile radius. I, I don't, I don't necessarily go anywhere and, and I don't really feel like other than, you know, doing the trivia that I don't really have that much that I want to do. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead, Wendy. Can I just say what's funny about that is that your aged kids are the ones we don't care if they're in the breweries. <laughs> yeah, just bring, bring the whole with family you. along. They right. like food, I guarantee it. I, I I bring them I bring them in the summer. Um, you know, when there's no school, 
and and take them to the shows there so that they can just kind of hang out and be out of the house and 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 you know give my wife a little bit of a break um but yeah i mean they're, they're too busy just on their phone they just want to stay in the house to play video games now so <laughs> All right. Well, I want to end the show on on something a little bit more fun uh, because it is the holiday season and I was looking uh, to see what movies that came out this year. And I noticed there is a movie with Bruce Willis and John Travolta uh, called Paradise Uh, City. City. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) that looks like another movie I saw. And or not saw, but saw a, a photo of and that was. Uh, a movie called Gasoline Alley with Bruce Willis and Luke Wilson. And I'm like, wow, that looked like another movie that I saw. And that was a, a movie with uh, Bruce Willis and Michael Rooker. And then I'm like, how many movies have Bruce Willis made this year? So Ooh, my final boy. question to you guys, how many movies has Bruce Willis released this year in 2022? There is obviously a right answer, but it doesn't matter if you get it right or wrong. Oh. I didn't even know he was still putting movies out. You know the story behind the whole Bruce Willis thing, right? Uh, yeah. He he fell ill, didn't he? Yeah. And he's trying to like get out a bunch of stuff and work with a bunch of people he wanted to work with before. Uh, yeah, he's... he is unable to act anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's got aphasia. Yep. Uh... I guess I'll throw a number out there because I believe <sighs> I think it's like 10. Holy crap. Dan, what do you think? I wasn't going to go that high. I was going to say 5. I think I'm going to lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> Dan says 5. Rob says 10. Wendy? Um, I'm going to go with 6 just because I'm in the middle. Uh, the correct answer, uh, Rob's going to get it, uh, wow. because the answer is 14. Wow. Dang. <laughs> he has released 14 movies this year. Now, as an ad- done. added bonus, on the, the main posters of these 14 movies, how many guns are there? Oh, my God. <laughs> total? Total. Like total on all? Wait, how many movies was it? 14, 14. movies. Now, are these, like, straight to DVD movies? I'm going to say 26. Like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe a lot of them are like straight to DVD or straight to streaming, like straight to Paramount Plus. Like, check out the news: Bruce Willis movie. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> How many guns on the fourteen? I'm gonna say forty six. Yum. Ah. Jeez, y- y'all going to high ends now. I need to go on a low end. So. There should only be like two guns per. Yeah. But, so I'm going to say like. I'm going to say 16. There's got to be covers on there where he there is no gun. So, I, so I'm trying to be proportional and basically say, OK, out of 14, there's probably like like five where there's no gun. But then there's another movie where there's like three. But then there's one where there's one. So, I'm just... so what's funny is, is that I've looked at all these posters a bunch of times. And every time I've counted the guns, I've come up with a different number. Um, 
<laughs> what numbers did you come up with? Uh, so, so the answer that I have is eighteen. Um, oh, not forty-six. The, the not not forty-six. <laughs> I did not get that high. Um, there are some with no guns, like the movie with uh, uh, Bruce Willis and Michael Rooker called Corrective Measures, which is a Tubi original. Um, Mm -hmm. there's one where neither of them are holding a gun, but there's like a, uh, black ops person in the Dylan, uh, Kevin Dylan, Bruce Willis movie wired room, which has one that I saw like late. Um, and then there's one with, I don't recognize any of these names, but Lachlan Monroe and Jimmy Jean Lewis, uh, where there's no guns. Um, Sounds like a boring movie. Unless, unless you count like the guns that are like you could see kind of like the backs of them on his, uh, um, like chest. I was about to say chest plate, but like you like backpack for guns, whatever the fuck they're called. It's it's the dumb thing that Steven Crowder wears on his podcast um, indoors. <laughs> the backpack uh, for guns. <laughs> where where he's like, oh, I'm a tough guy because I have these guns on me, even though I'm in my own private studio. Yeah, a gun holster. That's <laughs> it. Is that is that what we were talking? About? That's what I'm talking about. A gun oh, holster. God. But like the the oh, the cop one God. where you, you it's like a backpack. It's got like the over the shoulders, and yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. I told you. I told you guys. I don't. I don't mess Wait. with them. Not everybody messes with guns. Uh, there's there's a movie with Mike Tyson that he's in. Oh my god, I gotta see of that one. That's called Vendetta. Uh, I, I I enjoyed him. Are there in guns Ip on Man that 4. poster? Uh, there is uh, on the poster. Three people are holding guns. He is not one of them. Um, I believe uh, Theo Rossi Rossi uh, is holding one. Um, and then there's a guy that I can't recognize. Uh, Wait, how many is Mike Tyson holding? One. Oh, I figured he'd have like three or four. Wait, how many did you pick, Rob? Was it 14? What? No, it wasn't I, 14. That's how many I, I, I said I said 16 guns, but I said 10 movies. Okay, 16 guns. I said 26. Dan said 46. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's there's Which is, there's is a lot probably of how many are in the movies. Like Fortress oh, Sniper's Eye, everybody's favorite uh, movie in the Fortress series, Fortress Sniper's Eye, has none in them. Is um, the Fortress series? Uh, but now that I'm looking at the original Fortress movie with Jesse Metcalf and Chad Michael Murray, um, there there is a gun in there now, so I miss that one every time. Oh, my God. Um, uh, folks, that's better on draft. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's still listening live, thank you so much. This was fun. <laughs> Uh, we will be back next year. Uh, plenty of interviews <laughs> this year, next year, next year. Fuck it. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Peace.